Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. My name is Elizabeth Green, your host. And if we were to play a game, and I said, when you think of the word Christmas, what's the first word that pops into your mind? What's the first word that would describe Christmas? You might say Santa Claus. And that would make so much sense. Santa Claus takes center stage in so many ways at Christmas. Santa Claus is at the mall when we take our kids to, to sit on his knee and have a picture taken and they can give Santa their Christmas list. Santa is the main character of so many Hallmark Christmas movies, or even those fun, classic animated movies like Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Santa is everywhere we go. But how do we make Christmas go beyond Santa Claus? And that is the topic of today's podcast. Santa is a fun game we play, but how can we help keep Christ in Christmas and go beyond Santa Claus? When I was a kid, we had a, a sort of an antique Santa with his sleigh. The rain, there, there were nine reindeer, and there was a sleigh on our mantelpiece. And Christmas Eve, we put out cookies for Santa. We had a carrot for the reindeer, and it's funny. Santa always ate his cookies, but Rudolph never ate that carrot Christmas Eve. It's a fun game that we play, and in many of our families, Santa is a part of the celebration. So today, what I want to talk about, as I mentioned earlier, is how we can go beyond Santa to keep Christ the focus of our Christmas celebration. When we think about Christmas, what is the message of Christmas? Well, really, the message is that God sent his son into the world to be our savior, and Christmas Day is the day we celebrate Jesus' birth. In one sense, this is just one chapter of the story because God looked toward the people he had created and loved and saw how we had strayed from him. He saw that we needed to be rescued from ourselves and our needy, selfish, arrogant ways. And God said, you know what? I created you. I love you. And I want you to be a friend. I want you to be a part of my forever family. But because of your wrongdoing, it's gotten in the way and we cannot be friends. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son to earth. He will live the perfect life that you were not able to live. He will die on a cross to bear the punishment that you deserve for your wrongdoing. And if you believe in Jesus, you can be forgiven. And I will give you eternal life. That is what God's message is to you, to me. It's a message of life. It is a gift that he gives to us. He sent his son into the world to forgive us of our sins and to make us right with God so that we could be in, in a relationship with him. And we give gifts to one another on Christmas morning to remind ourselves that really the greatest gift of all is the gift of Jesus. God gave us Jesus born on Christmas morning to give you the gift of eternal life. I told my kids over the years as they, as they were growing up and as we were approaching Christmas morning and the pile of gifts under the tree. And we said to our kids, listen, enjoy your gifts, but remember 
that Jesus is the greatest and most valuable gift of all. And this message lays the foundation for our Christmas celebration. So what we're going to do in this podcast, is I'm going to give you eight really practical, fun ways to keep Christ on the center stage of your Christmas celebration. I think of it that way because I grew up in Milwaukee and there was a big music festival every summer called Summerfest. And there is, it's a big music festival and there are a number of stages. There's the big main stage and there are other side stages. And I believe in our culture, Santa has taken the main stage and really he belongs on a side stage. Who belongs on the main stage? Christ, the nativity scene, Jesus. He belongs on the main stage. And so over the years, I worked as a mom to find fun, um, interactive ways for us to keep Christ on the main stage. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Eight ways that you can keep Christ on the main stage and do it in fun, engaging ways for your whole family. So the first way is music. This is so much easier than it was, you know, 20 years ago. My kids are 18 and 20 now. And so, of course, we had CDs that we were, were using and cobbling together. And then the, there was the first iPod where I created a playlist. Now you can use your favorite streaming music platform, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Amazon. And I suggest and recommend putting together a list of some of those traditional Christmas carols. A lot of them are sung by modern day artists. The, the tunes are, are recognizable, but maybe they have a modern twist or are sung in a modern way. And some of those classics like What Child Is This? Silent Night, Way in a Manger, The First Noel, Angels We Have Heard and High. That is my all-time favorite. But find some of those wonderful old Christmas carols. The reason I like them is because the words are so rich and they remind us again of the story of Christ's birth. Why did he come? Why did we need him? What did he do? And so these are, are really good songs to have. And you could probably find and create a playlist of 10, 20 songs that you can just play as you're as you're driving along the road or as you're having breakfast or making dinner or decorating the house or baking cookies, listening to these songs. Another fun thing to do is maybe after dinner, if you're a musical family, maybe you could pick one, print out the words and sing it either with your Spotify playlist or if you guys are good and can do harmony on your own, then sing it together at a table. My family is not musical in that way, so we would need to sing with Spotify. Some of you have kids who are old enough to play the Christmas carols, and you could gather around the piano and listen and sing while your 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 piano player can can play the music. But just incorporating some of those songs. I don't know if you're like me, but I know the first verse of a lot of the Christmas carols, but I don't know the other verses. And some of the other verses really are, are rich and meaningful. And you can even take those words and of those hymns and read them at dinner or after dinner and just have a conversation about what, what they mean and what Christ did for us. And one, one way we could be grateful 
for Christmas based on the words of the Christmas song that you're listening to. So I highly recommend incorporating some Christmas music. There also are, are a lot of Christmas CDs out there, or I guess streaming music that you can get that are sung by kids. I know there's an old one called Christmas Carols from the Heart. The Gettys have an Irish twist and they have a, a kid's Christmas CD. Sometimes our kids, our young kids especially, enjoy hearing music sung by other kids. So look into that as well on your Spotify or Apple or Amazon playlist. The second way we can incorporate fun ways of keeping Christ on center stage at Christmas time is to celebrate Advent. Advent is, so it's four Sundays before Christmas, and it's a time of waiting and anticipating the birth of Christ. A lot of times you can get an Advent wreath and light one candle each Sunday. I'm not gonna talk a whole lot about ideas for Advent in this podcast because I just recorded a podcast. It's the podcast right before this one on Advent. I interviewed my friend Stacy Riach, and her mother-in-law has written some fantastic resources for Advent. Her, her name is Barbara Riach. It's R-E-A-O-C-H. You can find those on Amazon. She's got three around the Christmas celebration. And those are fantastic resources. We talk really in depth about Advent and how to incorporate Advent and make it fun using those four weeks and, and those tools in order to to celebrate it as a family. It works really well for a broad age range. So if you are someone who's got a first grader and a senior in high school, some of our Advent ideas that we talked about will be applicable to your entire family. So I really highly suggest that you go back and, and do that. One thing that I don't think we talked about about Advent, which I will just throw in here, is I bought, I did not want my kids to play with my nativity scene. I had a nice, a nice one made out of olive wood that I had gotten in Israel. And so what I wanted them to do is to have one that they could play. Fisher Price has a little people advent nativity scene that is non-destructible. And that you can also get fabric ones where, and which is what I had, where the little figures can all fit inside the nativity and the kids can, can walk around with that and play with it. And it's not, it's going to be a fun way that they can, can play out the Christmas story using those figures around the nativity. So lots of, lots of good resources that you can use and fun things that you can do around Advent. The third way that you can incorporate Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, keeping Christ on center stage, is through books. Again, if a quick look on Amazon is going to give you some good book ideas. I'll share some that we have used and read with our family over the years. One is called The Legend of the Christmas Tree. The other is The Legend of the Candy Cane. And they these books take the symbolism that you can find in a candy cane or the Christmas tree and show how those symbols point to Christ. For instance, the, the star, if you have a star on the, as your Christmas tree topper, that star reminds us that the star led the wise men to Bethlehem and they brought gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh to Jesus. So things like that are fun connections that you can use, again, as conversation pieces with your kids. And they're just good stories. 
Certainly you can read the Christmas story from a children's Bible. A lot of children's Bibles have the story very simply put with good pictures, and that's another way to, to talk about the Christmas story. A book we really loved, it was one of my favorites, is called The Tale of the Three Trees. Again, it's that's actually a, a, a book that can be useful at Christmas, and then it can also be useful again at Easter, the way the story unfolds. It's a beautiful story. One that I absolutely loved was called My Birthday, Jesus's Birthday. Kids love their birthday. They know what it's like to get gifts. They love hearing about the day they were born, who came to visit them when they were at the hospital, what gifts were brought to them. I know every year on my kid's birthday, I still do. It's one of my traditions with them as I tell them about the day they were born and what it was like when I went to the hospital and how the story unfolded and who came to visit them. I still love to tell them about the day that they were born because I want them to know their value and their worth and our delight in our children being born into our family. And this book does that. It takes something very concrete that the your kids will understand. And then it, it talks about what was it like on Jesus's birth? Who came to visit him? Well, he didn't have relatives come visit him, but he had the shepherds. Shepherds came to visit him when he was born. So it makes all these really wonderful comparisons. Such a good book for really preschool, kindergarten, maybe even first grade. The fourth idea is to incorporate some movies. I have a few that we have used over the years. One is, is Nest Family. They are animated Bible stories. There's a whole series, both Old Testament and New Testament stories. And so there's one DVD on the birth of Jesus. And you can certainly use that. If you if you go to a church that uses Right Now Media, Check into this. They have a lot of streaming movies that you can watch for free. You just have to log in with your church's code. So you might want to check the children's ministry, ask your children's ministry director about that. And you may be able to find some really good movies. The next idea is cooking. This is idea number five. We like to do some Christmas baking. You probably do too in your family, making all different kinds of cookies. I try to incorporate just sugar cookies that we can use to cut out different shapes. And again, I've got lots of different shapes, but I like to always have a star, a candy cane, and a Christmas tree. Because again, it's another fun way as we're baking the cookies and we're decorating them or putting sprinkles on them or frosting. Again, it's a way for us to incorporate the Christmas story. If, we're, if we've listened to some great Christmas carols, if we've been reading some of our books about the legend of the candy cane or the legend of the Christmas tree, it gives us another opportunity to converse about the true meaning of Christmas. And these don't have to be long, drawn out, awkward conversations, but just, again, it's a reminder. The star led the wise men to Bethlehem. The sixth idea is I've just categorized activities. There are so many different activities that we can do to just keep Christ the center. There are probably lots of coloring pages that you can get of Santa Claus and reindeer. Probably a quick Google search can also give you some coloring pages of the Christmas story. I like to print them out 
sometimes at the dollar store we'll have coloring books of the nativity or Christmas story. These are great to have on hand and then our kids can color as they're listening to music or watching a show or even if we're doing a, a devotion using a little Advent devotion like we talked about in our previous podcast, they can color. So coloring pages are a great activity. Acting out the story is fun and kids love doing it. A friend of mine said that her husband was the donkey that carried Mary to Bethlehem from Nazareth. And the kids of course loved getting on dad and having dad be the donkey. I did when my kids were young, I had those hooded baby towels from when they were newborns and they would put those on their head and pretend that they were the shepherds. We would go to Burger King, get a meal and also a few crowns, and then they could pretend they were the wise men. They grabbed a baby doll, and then they could be Mary, and the baby doll was baby Jesus. And then we created a big yellow star, cut out a big yellow star, and had a parade. And we had a parade like we were the wise men following the star to Bethlehem. So really, the sky is the limit. When your kids are young, they love to, to play and to act things out. And you can have a lot of fun with that. I shared earlier when we were talking about Advent about how I had some kid-friendly nativity scenes. And one of my favorite memories is on Christmas Day, my kids were acting out the nativity story. My dad was getting the whole thing on camera. And it was this long, drawn-out trip for Mary and Joseph getting to Bethlehem. And they finally gathered Mary and Joseph and the cow and the donkey and all the different animals. And they finally arrived in Bethlehem. And then they realized that they had left baby Jesus way far away in the other room. And so the whole climax of the story was completely lost because Jesus was not there. And it was just, my dad was laughing. It was so much fun to watch the kids do this. Acting it out is super fun. And having these nativities that are kid-friendly are a great addition. We had a birthday party for Jesus when my kids were, were young. And we just did it like like they would have had a birthday party for themselves. We kept it very simple. Kids know that when you go to a birthday party, you bring a gift. And so we just had them bring some food that we could donate to a food closet. And then I did something very simple. We just did a simple craft. We told the Bible story. We played a game. We, of course, had a birthday cake for Jesus. And then I gave him a goodie bag. So a birthday party for Jesus could be a fun December activity for your kids. The last one, number eight, is to develop some of your own family traditions. As you've heard these ideas, take some that work that sound interesting to you and try them out. See how they work with your kids. Our Christmas tradition on Christmas Eve was is always to go to the Christmas Eve service at our church. And then our kids get to open one gift, and it's always PJs. My mom did this. I thought it was very clever. She gave us pajamas. And of course, what did we want to do? We wanted to go immediately and put them on and then we were ready for bed. So that was a fun tradition we have continued in our family. And my friend Kim's family, they set up their Christmas tree. They put their manger scene underneath it and then they sing Christmas carols. That's what they like to do. My friend June put out her nativity scene and Mary and Joseph over the month of December traveled around the house. And the kids would find Mary and Joseph and then should hide them again. And they would just travel around until finally they arrived at the stable on Christmas Eve. So lots of fun things that you can do. You can create family traditions that are very meaningful to your family. 
and they are all centered around the true me. I want to end with this poem that I, this poem is called Our Greatest Need. It's author unknown. And it says, if our greatest need had been for information, God would have sent us an educator. If your greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent us a savior. Moms, we have a wonderful opportunity to take the month of December and in fun and engaging ways to tell our kids the greatest news that they could ever have, that the greatest gift that they will ever receive is Christ the Savior, born for them on Christmas Day, to forgive them of all the wrong they've ever done, and to give them the gift of life. Not only eternal life that will last forever, but abundant life here every day. Moms, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and Merry Christmas. I hope you love some of the, these ideas and I hope you incorporate a few of them. You matter more than you know. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters, because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.